beautiful humans. Welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm your host, Zach Rippy, and this podcast is dedicated to the non-believers, the confused believers, and the true believers, because I, at one time or another, was all three, and I'm here to help you get a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he's all about. Let's grow in our faith together. You learn as I learn. I like the Bible, and I like words, so therefore, I like birds. Let's start the show. Ladies and gents, welcome back to another episode of the I Like Birds podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Man, it feels good to be on the other side of the election. I will say that. I mean, uh, we have a projected winner. Uh, We also have it going to the Supreme Court. So who knows? Can you imagine if they flipped the decision on its head and how much unrest that would be for the country? Can you imagine Buy your guns, buy your ammo, buy rice and beans and some Vienna sausages and get a tent for the backyard because it's going to go down if that happens. Uh, I'm not I'm not wanting it to happen. I don't even know how I feel about that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, apparently, Trump is going to go around uh, to the battleground states and do like little rallies, not little rallies, uh, big rallies uh, and expose all the fraud and whatnot. We'll see if that actually happens and the illegal votes. that will be crazy. Uh, I will tell you guys the truth. I've taken my foot off the gas this last week. I was really stressing it on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and it kind of put me in a sour mood, especially on Wednesday, because uh, we didn't really know what, what the outcome was going to be. I didn't like that. I uh, felt very uh, unrested myself. felt kind of uh, anxious. You know, I let it affect my mood a lot uh, throughout that week, but I will say that I'm excited to uh, kind of take my foot off the gas a little bit and just get back straight into just like caring about Jesus hundred percent and trying to get as much, um, back in my books as possible. I mean, I was still doing it, but it was kind of distracting last week, of course. And, um, yeah, man. So I was just really focused on the things I need to be focused on and feel better. Uh, I just did a podcast with Nicole Golden, uh, who is my, um, my first church, uh, Bryant Golden is the lead pastor there and it's his wife and she and I had a great interview. So that should be out, I think on November 22nd, be on the lookout for that. Also, if this is your first time here to the show, welcome. Please subscribe. We talk all things Jesus. We go off the rails sometimes. It's a unstripped raw version of the gospel that you probably never heard before. Uh, sometimes we talk about Kanye West being president. You never know what you're going to get on this show. So please subscribe if you've uh, you're a long-time listener. Thank you so much. And keep sharing the show with your people because we just hit uh, over 5,000 plays uh, maybe three weeks ago now. And uh, it's just been growing nonstop. We're almost at 6,000. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. It's truly appreciated. And let's get in it, man. What we're going to hear on this show today is going to be so educational. You're going to feel like you're a part of Bible school. It's kind of awesome. Uh, we learn about the tabernacle. We we talk about the sacrifice that Jesus really did make for us on a bigger level than what we just you know, what we perceive it in our heads and in our hearts. We talk about having childlike faith. Uh, We talk about the rich man not being able to make his way into heaven, uh, but there is treasure in heaven. That's why the episode is going to be called Treasure in Heaven, because it's just so dope what we talk about. Uh, Man, we just get in it. We get deep, and I do encourage you guys to finish the episode no matter what. If you go to work and you have to pause it, when you get out of work, put it back on, because this episode is full circle and you're really going to learn a lot. And you're going to feel better after you listen to this episode, I promise you. So let's get juicy. 
Uh, there's a super small story in Mark that really made me feel something special in my heart and really made me think. All right. It's Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. And it's only three verses, right? Three verses. But these three verses tell us a whole story about who Jesus is and how Jesus makes us feel when we do come to him and discover who he really is. Let's read it real quick. One day, some parents brought their children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. The disciples scolded the parents for bothering Jesus. Then when Jesus saw what was happening, he was angry with his disciples and he said to them, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. Listen to this on verse 15. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Then he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on their heads and blessed them. My man, Jesus. And the words that best summarize this are how you feel when you are first saved. Right. And it has to be like a child. It has to feel that that it really just reminded me of like when I first started this podcast and how I ma- how amazed I was with Jesus. It was like a childlike energy I had. And it was as if I was the only one to ever discover who Jesus was. And I just had to tell somebody I had to tell everybody. It is that fire that I felt when I was first started seeking. And I want to keep that fire as long as as long as I live, honestly. It's sometimes that fire is dimmed out by this world and the earthly responsibilities that we all have. But I also tell you guys this. Let's make some time to try and get that fire relit. Right. Or at least ask God when you pray to light that fire back up in you. That childlike faith, that childlike dependency on the father, the belief of a child and the love of a child for our heavenly father. So I'll tell you guys a story that happened last week. It's a little small nugget right here, but it was pretty interesting. So right before I left the house, uh, it was like 8 a.m. I went to go to a coffee shop to do some reading um, before work. And I work at 1030. So I had like an hour and some change to do some reading. Right. So my wife walks me to the car and then she looks up at the sky and she sees that the moon is out at like 830 a.m. Right. And I made fun of her for it. I was like, I mean, it's out a lot of times in the morning. Like, why are you so amazed the moon is still out? And then two hours later, I saw that same moon out when I was on my way to work. I saw the same moon out at like 10 o'clock and I smiled because I realized that I was the one that was foolish to make fun of her childlike amazement for such a beautiful thing that God created. And it tells us in Genesis when God created the earth. Listen to this. I think a lot of people have read Genesis, but it's just so important to hear and be refreshed about this. So let's just go to uh, Genesis real quick. Three through nine. uh, Chapter one. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And this is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called this space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And then this is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the water seas, and God saw that it was good. And here is where the moon was created. Verses 14 through uh, 20. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. And he also made the stars. 
God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life and let the skies be filled with birds of every kind, a.k.a. I like birds. And it's cool to see that birds were on the first page of the Bible. That makes me happy. And I tell you all of that to tell you this. Sometimes people who argue with me about there being a God argue about the idea of an invisible man in the sky. And this has happened twice, and these exact words were actually from two different people, both on social media, of course, and they also can't fathom how that there can be a heaven. They don't believe it's possible. And as I was looking at the moon on the way to work at 10 a.m. in the morning, I realized something within myself that was so special, yet so simple, that I felt like I had to share it on here, because sometimes you don't really need to be that deep to get a, a an understanding across. You have to sometimes just be simple but it just it resonates so much more when you find a way to cut the fat on the deepness and just get simple with it. But it just really resonated with me and I thought it would resonate with you guys listening. So here it goes. If God could create this beautiful green and blue earth in six days, he could easily create a heaven as well. So simple, right? If God can create the earth, he can also create the heaven in hell. If God can create and destroy whatever he pleases, he can easily create a heaven. He wouldn't have created an earth for us to live on if heaven wasn't in the future plans for his children. And we could have all been his children. Your brother that doesn't really rock with God. Your friend that you went to high school with who is on the opposite journey of God. Your atheist coworker. We could have all been his children. We could have all gone to heaven. But mankind ruined it. Humanity chose Satan over God over and over in the Old Testament. And if you don't know, Old Testament, I didn't know this, that's what I'm telling you. If you don't know this, Old Testament is another way of saying Old Covenant. Testament means covenant. God chose Abraham to make his covenant with him to be the patriarch and the father of all the dependents and descendants who would be, I don't know why I said dependents, just descendants, who would be God's chosen people, aka the Jews. The new covenant allows us to be saved through the grace of God, and we are saved by the sacrifice of blood by Jesus Christ. Some of you already know that, but sometimes we need a little reminder. And while I study the old covenant in school, I am learning about the tabernacle, which I'm not all the way an expert on yet, but I'm learning it's a holy place that was built on the instruction of God. God basically gave Moses an instruction manual on how to build this beauty. He's like, hey, man, I'm going to give you these Legos and an instruction manual. Go build the tabernacle. Moses was instructed at Mount Sinai, which is a very important uh, geographical location uh, of the Old Testament. It's where a lot of stuff went down uh, to construct and transport the tabernacle with the Israelites on their journey through the wilderness and their conquest of the promised land. The main source describing the tabernacle is the biblical book of Exodus, especially uh, Exodus 25 through 31, as well as 35 through 40. If you want to go check it out, those passages describe an inner sanctuary as well as the Holy of Holies and the four pillars. This sanctuary contained the Ark of the Covenant with its uh, mercy seat. An outer sanctuary contained a gold lamp stand or candlestick. On the north side stood a table on which they laid the, the showbread. And on the south side was the menorah, which were holding seven oil lamps to give light. And the interesting part of the tabernacle was that there was a location in the courtyard specifically designed for the people of God to sacrifice their cattle for their sins. Which sounds weird in this day and age, but think about it back then when you didn't have basically anything. You know, there was no, there was nothing. There was no cars. There was no 
Um, there was like little tiny houses. All you had was uh, cattle. Like that's how you that's how you had status and bread and food is by having your cattle, right? So they would sacrifice their 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 best cattle for their sins. And it says in Hebrews uh, nine twenty two, without the shedding of blood, no forgiveness of sins were possible. Sin deserves punishment. God revealed to his people through the law in the Old Testament that uh, the ones who sins against God does not deserve to live. That those who sin against God does not deserve to live. But God also provided a procedure by which the, the sinner might escape death, which was a substitute of blood that could be shed, which is kind of dope. Meaning God offered to accept the death of another living thing in place of the death of the sinner among his people. So he's like, yeah, I guess I'll take that crappy animal instead of your life come on just sacrifice that we'll get it out the way which is pretty cool it's pretty pretty loving pretty pretty gracious and then jesus came and then jesus came and his once and for all sacrifice was accomplished the old covenant approach was immediately obsolete at that point so thank you jesus christ imagine if you right now had to sacrifice your dog to be forgiven sorry ronan get up there boy you mess up and you get drunk and you cheat on your wife. Yo, come here, kitty. You lie to your wife and you got to burn your bunny to be forgiven. <laughs> Sorry, pancakes. You got to go. I got to be forgiven for, the, for getting drunk on a Tuesday. And Jesus' death provides a fulfillment of the laws demanded. And it is the basis for our now beautiful, graceful acceptance with God. And we are so blessed to have such a good God. Whoever said the Bible was boring was a lie. The devil is a lie. I read this and I had to share another little nugget about how dope Jesus is even before he sacrificed himself for us. His disciples, James and John, were asking Jesus if they can sit to the right and left of him on his throne in heaven. And Jesus asked his disciples, are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? He's basically saying like, yo, are you going to drink this cup of suffering with me? Like, are you going to the cross? And you want to sit next to me left and right just because I know you, dog? <laughs> and after they agreed, uh, that's not scripture, by the way. He didn't call them dog. And after they agreed, uh, they did agree to take on the, the suffering and whatnot. And uh, they said that they were able. Uh, Jesus told them that only God chooses th these places. So Jesus was still nice and like, yo, man, uh, I don't know. Uh, God's got to choose. I'm not choosing that. Like, I mean, the father's got to do it. I kind of like that because it kind of reminds me of a movie like he's giving him the kind of like the runaround. He's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. You got to talk to the big guy. And then later in his conversation, he let all the disciples know uh, this. Uh, it's so cool. Listen to this. I don't know. I just really liked it. And I wanted to share it with you guys. So uh, hold on. Let me find it. I was just in Genesis. Now I got to go back to Mark. Give me five seconds. Okay. Uh, chapter 10, verses 44, excuse me, 43 through 45. A uh, little nugget right here. It says, uh, but among you, it will be different. He's talking to the disciples. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. This is so great. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. A ransom indeed. A sacrifice indeed. For many. For like so many people. So many people. So many people that weren't even his people. Weren't even the Jews. The Gentiles. You know, us. The future of humanity. Isn't that crazy? Like the whole Old Testament focuses on like God's people. But then Jesus came and he said, I'm for everybody. I'm for everybody. Except for the rich man. All right. I'm playing, but I'm also not playing because 
Uh, I'm about to read you guys a story that you may have heard before. It's about the rich man um, trying to get his way into heaven and whatnot. And it's about rich people. It's about those who value money over God. It's about those who are stingy with their money and won't give up some of their fortune to help people out. And it's fascinating because we not only learn about this, we also learn so much about eternal life, which is so great because a lot of times Jesus has a story or a parable that has so many deep layers to it of meaning behind it. And that's why I think Jesus is the dopest, the best philosopher of all time. But let's just get right into it in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 31. I'm going to read the whole thing to you because I don't want anything to be missed, okay? Uh, As Jesus was starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running to him, knelt down, and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And then Jesus says, Why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you know the commandments. You know not to murder, not to steal, not to commit adultery, not to testify falsely and not to cheat anyone and to honor your mother and father. Teacher, the man replied, I've obeyed all these commands since I was young. Looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. Oh, isn't that sweet? Jesus felt genuine love for him. There is still one thing you haven't done, Jesus told him. Go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? This amazed them. But Jesus said to to them again, Dear children, it is very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? They asked him. Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Then Peter began to speak up. We've given up everything to follow you, he said. Yes, Jesus replied. And I assure you that everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or fathers and mothers or children or property for my sake and for the sake of the good news will receive now in return, a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, property, along with persecution. And in the world to come, that person will have eternal life. Let's read that again. In the world to come, that person will have eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be least important then, and those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. Oh my gosh, isn't that dope? So the Bible mentions uh, rewards that await the believer who serves the Lord faithfully in this world. A great reward is promised to those who are persecuted for Jesus' sake. Various crowns are mentioned in uh, 2 Timothy 4.8, and Jesus says that he will bring rewards with him when he returns in Revelation 22.12. We may be here, we may not be. Our kids may be here, they may not be. But still, he's coming back with bags for his people. (laughs) And it says we are to treasure the Lord Jesus most of all, and when Jesus is our treasure, we will commit our resources our money, our time, our talents to his work in this world. We will sponsor a child in Africa. We will give to missions. We will do missions. We will write books. We will start podcasts. We'll tell friends about Jesus. We'll tell coworkers about who he is and who the gospel is. We'll serve in our local church. We'll start a nonprofit. Our motivation for what we do is important. It says that in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. Not only Jesus says this, but Paul encourages us, as servants, that God has an eternal reward for those who are motivated to serve Christ. 
Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if you're working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as your reward, it is the Lord Jesus Christ you are serving in Colossians 3.23, which is so dope because it really puts in perspective of like when you go to work, when you go to your job, go there to serve God. Don't go there to serve man. Don't serve your boss. Like respect your boss. But at the same time, like I ain't here for you, playboy. I'm here for the Lord. And that's actually the verse Colossians 3:23, and it's one of my favorite verses ever because it really just helps me in my mindset when I actually do go to work. Because a lot of us work a job we don't really like, so when you're there, just really see it as an opportunity to serve serve Christ. And uh, even if you're at your career that you love, that you actually went to school for, that you're happy with, like find a way to use that time wisely to serve God and do your job for the Lord, baby. Uh, when we live sacrificially. For Jesus' sake, or serve him by serving the body of Christ, meaning other believers, we actually store up treasure in heaven. Yes, treasures. Yes, treasure. Even seemingly small acts of service do not go unnoticed by God. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who are my disciples, truly I tell you that that person will certainly not lose their reward. It says that in Matthew 10, verse 42. And did you hear that? It means just something so small, such a small gesture does not go unnoticed by God. So buy that person a cup of coffee behind you in the drive-thru. Buy a homeless guy some food and some deodorant. Donate (laughs) Donate your money. Donate your time. Uh, do what you can. Just small little acts of service go a long way, especially for the kingdom of God. And you shine in that light on people, man, in a dark world. It's dark time right now. We got uh, the future mass mandates uh, coming around the corner because uh, 75 million people don't pay attention to what they're voting for. And we got maybe some lockdowns. So, you know, shine the light on the people around you now before January 20th. And we're going <laughs> to... Uh, I'm not kidding. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, though. Some with more visible gifts uh, God has given. uh, Like these, let's talk about the gifts real quick. The the gifts of the spirit is what they call it, such as like being able to teach, to be able to sing, or be able to play a musical instrument, uh, instrument might be tempted to use their gift for their own glory. How many times do we see that with singers? They're singing, you know, what they want to sing to appease people. And uh, they're teaching what they want to teach to appease people, and they're playing a musical instrument for their own glory, right? Those who use their talents or spiritual gifts coveting the praise of man rather than seeking God's glory receive their payment in full here on earth and now, but not in the future, right? The applause of men was the extent of the Pharisees' reward, if you guys remember the Pharisees, who they were. And not let's not forget how many times Jesus called them hypocrites, right? To their face. Savage Jesus, all right? Vibing with Savage Jesus. That might be one of the episodes coming up. And here's a question for you guys. Why should we work for worldly praise and pleasures when we can have so much more in heaven? Right? Because I guess right now it's uh, you can see the praise. You can feel the praise now from man and from people, you know, doing things for others. You know, like uh, there's plenty of examples of that in 2020. But uh, I started really just seeing my life differently when I started to understand this, that it's not about... Uh, the praise from man is about the praise from God. So like when uh, my previous episodes, I've talked a lot about how like uh, when I first started this, I was kind of uh, discouraged because every time I would post like the link for the show or something like that, or like uh, the cover art for an episode, it would get like four likes, five likes. And I'm like, man, uh, and when I used to do stand up, I would get like 50 likes and it kind of made me feel like, oh, okay, like what's going on here with the divide. And I realized that, man, it's not about the likes, it's about the impact, you know, because like even though five people would like the the post, like 25 to 35 people would listen to the show and it would have impact on them. And uh, that's where I see the reward because I see the reward later. You know, I see the 
the plays later. I see the downloads later. I see the messages from people that it impacted later. So I think a lot of that relates to what we're talking about here is like, you know, you can sing uh, a song and get a bunch of praise from people uh, in this life. But if you're praising, uh, if you're singing for Jesus and you're singing like, you know, worship music, you know, you'll still get your your praise from man to go to church and stuff like that. But think about all the treasures you're going to get in heaven, you know, for actually doing uh, a big chunk of your life and your talents and your spiritual gifts to to glorify God and not just yourself. So I think that's super cool. And I think that's an important message of this podcast right now. And I hope that it uh, resonates with you guys listening. Uh, the Lord will also be faithful to reward us for the service that we give him. It says that in Hebrews 6.10, our ministries may differ. Uh, but the Lord we serve is the same. And when I say our ministries may differ, it means like my, you guys know that mine, uh, the way I uh, put on for Jesus is through this podcast and through writing and uh, really just communicating with people and speaking and uh, and all that and all that jazz. But uh, for you, it might be different. Your ministry may be different. Uh, it may be starting a nonprofit. It may be uh, telling a coworker. It may be um, if you're a nurse, uh, just going above and beyond for your, your patients that are in bed and showing them who Jesus is, you know, might be too, a lot of people in that bed, like let's say you're a nurse. I know a couple people that listen actually are nurses. Uh, there, there's a lot of people in that bed that might not know who Jesus is. So uh, I'm not saying go up to them and whip out the Bible and start reading it to them, but maybe you can somehow find a way to find out if they know who he is. And that might be their last chance. Can you imagine like you're a nurse and like, you save somebody on that on that deathbed per se. It's heavy, you know. Or like you save somebody that is not that's not like their end bed, but they've like they've come to stay with you for a season of this this illness and this sickness, and maybe that's why they ended up in that bed for you, the nurse, to actually uh, give them the seed that sprouts the wings for them to be able to know who Jesus is. Ooh, baby, what to do? Oh, that'd be dope. But yeah, so it says our ministries may differ, but the Lord we serve is the same. Listen to this verse in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 8, where it says the man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose and each will be rewarded according to his own labor, which is pretty gangster to me. You know, even like with sharing the show, like I make the show, but you guys share the show. You guys listen to the show. You guys share the show. You guys are actually helping the, the seeds sprout in many avenues in that regard, you know, just from the I Like Bird show. And the rich man, he loved his money more than he loved God. And Jesus incisively pointed that out. And the issue wasn't that the young man was rich, but that he was treasuring his riches and did not treasure what he could have had in Christ. Jesus told the man to sell his possessions and give it to the poor. And he said, you will have treasure in heaven and then come and follow me once you do that. And the young man left Jesus sad because he was very rich. He chose the world's treasure and he did not get to lay up with the treasure in heaven because of it. He was unwilling to make Jesus his treasure. The young man was very religious. As you guys heard in the text, he did all the commandments. He followed everything that he was supposed to do by the law, but his heart was in the wrong place. And Jesus Jesus did what Jesus does to a lot of people. He exposed the heart of greed, exposed the heart of selfishness, exposed the heart of of hatefulness. You know, Jesus does that a lot. And I think that's why it's so great to be saved because you realize, yo, uh, excuse my French, I'm going to say it. You realize I ain't shit, you know? And that's the best thing about Jesus is like when you get saved, you realize you're nothing, man. I used to be so prideful and used to just think I was the man. I mean, I still believe in myself, but it's in a different lens now. I still believe in myself in a way that's, you know, through Christ, like uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. 
and what uh, who walks with me. You know, I think it says something like that. I, I, don't quote me. I didn't really go and read it beforehand. I'm just riffing right now. All right. But look it up. Philippians 413. That might not even be the verse. Who knows? But basically what I'm trying to get at is that that the rich man refused to just like surrender himself to to God, you know, and just be like, oh, Jesus, you were so much better than than I am. And you did all this for me. And you showed me how much you love me. And God created me for his glory. You know, like, ooh, I'll take that. And not only did Jesus expose the heart of greed, the man wasn't willing to repent and follow. So that's why when we're saved, it's so important to be baptized because you're like, yo, I got to publicly show the world that uh, I don't want to be this old version of me. I want to wash away these sins and go go hard in the paint for Jesus. You know, even if it's not like putting on for Jesus, like uh, I feel like I need to, or um, even if it's not that, if it's just living a different life and a different mindset and a different heart, you know, we're warned not to lose our full reward by following after false teachers too. This is very important. We're warned not to lose our full reward by following after false teachers. So that treasure we're talking about, we're warned about it. We're like, yo, don't lose this by following after false teachers. It says that in second John one, eight, AKA the prosperity gospel, Mr. Joel Osteen himself and so many more. And this is why it is so important to be in God's words daily. All right. Be in the word of God daily. It says that in 2 Timothy 2.15, or just listen to the I Like Bird Show uh, podcast. I think it says that in Galatians 3.13. Don't quote me on that. I'm playing, but but reading the word will definitely help you recognize uh, the false teaching when you hear it, all right? And that's why I think it's important to keep uh, your ears glued to either this podcast or some other podcast where there's there's ministry talk or like a Bible study and just making sure you know the word of God so that when you uh, hear something that would be from a false teacher, you don't get it twisted because you know the deal, right? You're like, eh, I don't think it says that. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, the treasures that await the child of God will far outweigh any trouble, uh, inconvenience, or persecution that we may face. Ooh, the treasures that await the child of God will far outweigh any trouble, inconvenience, or persecution we may face. Romans 818 written by my man Paul uh, which I found out today in one of my Bible books that uh that Romans is actually one of the only epistles which means uh, the letters that Paul wrote to different churches uh, is one of the only epistles that is actually very heavily leaning on Christian doctrine meaning like the theology that goes in on behind the faith of uh, of uh, Christianity which is kind of cool so Romans is a great book uh, if you haven't read it I do recommend it I think I've read it uh, yeah, I've read it twice now uh, because I liked it so much the first time that after a few months went by, I came back to it. Uh, Romans 8 is very good. Romans 9, Romans 12, and Romans 13 are all like, whoa. Uh, especially Romans 12 is, is very heavy. So um, do look that up if you guys want to get some reading in today. Romans 8, 9, um, 12, and 13. Just go to 8 to 13. Uh, you can read five chapters. You'll be all right. Uh, we can serve the Lord wholeheartedly knowing that God is the one keeping score. I like that. And his reward will be abundantly gracious. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It's not wasted. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 58. Uh, Corinthians is also a great book if you haven't read it. So ladies and gentlemen, I ask you this question. Are you ready to start stacking your treasures in heaven or are you focused on this world's treasures? And don't get it twisted when I say that. Because God will bless you with money if he wants you to have money. He will bless you with abundance if he wants you to have abundance. He will also see uh, that your heart, he will also see how your heart reacts when he gives you money. He will see what you do with that money. And remember, he's the only one who can give it and take it away. Oh, and the IRS, they don't play games either. They think they're God or something. Uh, the way they be taxing people these days. Uh, especially with the new office. <laughs> 
uh, January 20th, we're going to get taxed a lot more. Uh, I don't know. I'm speculating right now. I'm not speculating as, as part of the plan, but uh, we'll find out. Uh, if God blesses you with money, use it to bless other people. That's one thing I really respected about my um, my in-laws is they were blessed with money through uh, my father-in-law's business that he started himself through the oil industry. And instead of retiring at 55, he decided, hey, uh, I'll go along with my wife, my wife's vision and start a nonprofit in Africa uh, that is a orphanage, a school, uh, teaches them English, provides clothes and food and all that jazz. Uh, so they use their money to start something like that instead of retiring early. And he's been blessing people with money uh, ever since he's had it. And the oil industry has been rocked recently. So if you could say some prayers for that, that'd be dope. Uh, because I don't know, it's just cool to just see, you know, somebody in my eyes actually be saved that has money, you know, and they, they never like, they don't buy like fancy stuff and whatnot. I mean, they have a nice house. Don't get me wrong, but they don't go, they're not above and beyond with their money, you know? So it's just kind of cool to see that firsthand and just realize that, Hey, it's not impossible through God to make it to heaven. Like it says, when Jesus says that he says only with God, anything is possible. So even if you do have money, man, rich people can make it through, uh, through to heaven, man, especially when they bless others with that money, you know, and God gave me a gift of writing, speaking, communicating, communicating. And I, (laughs) I can't even say communicating yet. I'm saying that he gave me the gift of communicating. How hilarious is that? See, that's why I say I ain't nothing. You know, I'm nothing without without Christ. Uh, and I use those gifts that he gave me to bless others through the podcast and through writing. Uh, I, I am rushing right now because uh, <laughs> because uh, Malachi's on a walk with Catherine. So I got like 20 minutes. So I'm trying to get through this. And uh, I've stumbled a few times, but I'm all right. And one day I really do believe that he will give me money, uh, like real money, like cash, you know, like I got dinner tonight. Don't worry about it. All right. I got I got burn steakhouse money tonight. Let's go get some burn steakhouse. Let's go to Outback and I'm not going to get the Outback special. I'm going to get the filet. Oh, yeah, we can get an appetizer. What you want? You want the blooming onion or you want the, the oven roasted wings? Right. I want to be able to make the, that kind of money. <laughs> And I, I just pray that my heart, I'm, I'm playing around, but I pray that my heart is actually ready to do with it what he says to do with that money once you're given that blessing. I want to be a blessing to many in financial ways. And I do what I can now, I really do, but I want to do even more. You know, like I don't want that hesitation on my heart. I don't want it to feel like, oh man, we don't even have, you know, the, we don't even have our lives really set up right now. You know, like I'm excited to kind of get a career going and have my life kind of a little set up. And I feel like that's when money will be ble- uh, a blessing to me uh, to be able to bless others, right? But then again, you know, I have to do what I can now. And that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do as much as I can with Mission Sunday that just passed this Sunday at my church. Uh, did more than I did last year by almost double. Um, uh, man, Connect Global, they have a lot of things going on right now in uh, in, in Haiti. Uh, I think it's Haiti. Yeah, in Haiti, there's a national disaster that happened. Uh, and they definitely could use some money right now if you want to reach out to Connect Global and give a little bit uh, to help with that relief fund. Um, they always got something going on there, man. It's sad. It's like there's like these places in the world that just attract just like terrible things that happen there. And that's one of them. So, hey, please pray for uh, Connect Global and the team uh, helping out over there. And if you can give, please go do so. Um, and then, yeah, just here's the thing about this message, man, is just don't wait until tomorrow to be the man or woman that you want to be like, let's do it now and let's grow our treasures together now. You know, I feel like we're growing so much in our faith and not only that, but we're just learning so much about how to live this life through the medium of the Bible. You know, the Bible, uh, speaks so much. It's the only thing we need. And I was in my Bible study this week and, um, the, the host said something so cool of the Bible study. His name is Blake, smart guy. He's a, 
he's going for uh, theology, uh, like a chaplain in the in the military, which is pretty gangster. You know, they have a lot of prereqs. You know, he's not doing the program I'm doing. He's doing a little something more intense, right? Uh, and he told me this uh, verse that was in Peter about how like one day our faith isn't going to be needed once we're in heaven. And I just thought that was so cool. Like one day we don't have to have faith. We're going to see everything. We're going to know everything. And I thought that was so cool. But he also told me this about how uh, the Old Testament, a lot of times when they were telling, like when we're reading it, we see that the God's people got to see and hear God. You know, they got to have more belief. They had, they got to experience more then because that's all that they had. They didn't have the Bible back then, you know? So a lot of times they didn't have scripture or scroll or the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible. They had just right there, right now, here's God. Here's what God said. God pulled you guys out of Egypt. Are you going to believe him and have faith that he's going to help you in this next situation? Are you going to put your faith in him? You know, uh, but now we're lucky in, in a different way. You know, we had the Holy Spirit that, that reigns through us when we read the Bible, that speaks to us when we're in church, when we're worshiping. You know, we have the Bible and it's crazy that God doesn't have to reveal himself uh, with our in, in our eyes or in our ears, you know, like with his voice or uh, with with him, you know, being the burning bush or what whatnot. He reveals himself in one way only, and that's the word of God. The Bible is so powerful that that's all you need to truly know God. And I just think that is so dope because it's like, yo, I like to read. I appreciate you, God, for giving me the the blessing of actually enjoying to read. I didn't used to like to read in in, uh, in high school and before that. I'll tell you that. But once I you know became an adult, I was like, yo, reading is amazing. So um, just I encourage you guys, as always, to read your Bible just so you're not... Um, false teachers and just so you know how to get your life on track keep listening to the show because uh, you already know that I'm reading and I'm sharing with you guys what I'm reading and uh, I do love it when you guys share the show with a friend uh, you can do this thing where you can copy the link of the podcast and you can send it to three people it is so easy you could text it and be like hey I think you'd love this uh, I see screenshots of people doing it sometimes and seeing their reaction after they listen to it and it's so cool uh, so please do that. Send it to three believers, three people that are on the fence, three people you have no idea if they believe. That's nine people. Uh, Jesus had 12 disciples. You can send a text message to nine people. And the show could not have grown without you guys, as you guys can see from my social media, if you guys follow me on there, that I posted up a picture about 5,000 plays, and I wrote a really cool thing about it on my website at ZachRippy.com if you want to go check out the blog post. And if you ever want to follow on Instagram, ZachRippy23, or I like birds podcast 23. It's up to you. You can follow the show. You can follow me. The only benefit of following me is you get to see uh, some reckless stuff that I put in my stories. Uh, and uh, you can see my family and whatnot. But uh, I truly appreciate you guys. If you haven't uh, caught up on the previous episodes, if this is your first time here in a while, go back and check out some of the previous ones because it's the it's the living word of God. And just like it's the living word of podcast. All right. So every episode you can kind of just jump in and just really benefit and gain from and learn something about. So I appreciate you guys. Have a great week. And I hope to see you guys soon uh, on the show. And uh, just keep on spreading the word of God, man. Uh, we need it in this climate more than ever. So I appreciate you guys and also be on the lookout for that uh, podcast I was telling you about. Uh, I'm on this podcast called Scar Stories with uh, Nicole Golden on the 22nd. Uh, I'll post that on my social media soon. And um, yeah, man, I think that's about it. Have a great week and uh, see you next time. I like birds, baby. I like birds. Get those treasures.